Get ready, we are going to the real Armenia. Soon you will hear the authentic Armenian language. This is how our driver prepared me and my colleague for a five-hour ride from hot and traffic-stuck Yerevan to the town called Bert, abutting the border with Azerbaijan. After the July clashes with Azerbaijan, Bert became the center of attention of the Armenian government. In August 2020, an excavation started in the Tzilik Amram fortress in the center of Bert. These medieval ruins were to become a big tourist destination. On September 13th, Bert's Soram Park hosted a jazz festival. So that this border community could hear not only the gunfires from skirmishes, but also highbrow music, jazz. On September 27, the same park was to host the biggest event of the town, the Honey and Berry Annual Festival. When the invited officials didn't show up, the farmers at the park realized something big had started, not a skirmish, but a large-scale war. After the 44-day war, Baird was no longer a priority. Our hostess Anahit said that the tourists don't come to Baird anymore, we were her first guests of the year. A lot of foreigner volunteers would come here. I personally hosted four volunteers. One of them was an English language teacher. But now, after the war, volunteers are afraid to come to Bert. With them I had a job. I would cook for them, they would finance me. It was not bad. The most famous berry in Bert is the wild blueberry. Bertians call it malmala. There are numerous legends about how the blueberry was first discovered. One thing is certain. Two sisters, Anahit and Elena, started gathering it from Miapur Mountains. They learned the art of gathering by doing and persuaded other women to join this business. Wild blueberry is a unique berry. It is very small and grows on top of the mountain. It's hard to gather it, but people do it, because it's good for the heart and for health in general. In the evening, we went to the Soran Diner. It's a Soviet modernist round building that was planned to become a rope line hub, connecting the city center to the mountain top where the city museum is. The rope line didn't get built, so the place was turned into a diner. Restaurant's name derives from the Armenian word for ooze. The winds do ooze from here to downtown. In Soran, we were served rabbit meat. It's widely used here. Bertens say that it's very good for you. In the dark of the night, we could see the whole city and hear the augmenting whistle of the jackals. Later on, the night songs of the military battalion nearby joined in the white noise. The main workplace in Bert has always been the military base. After the recent war, the base has been reforming and a lot of contractors, mostly women, got fired and were offered some substitute jobs in the kitchen. Others leave the military base voluntarily. Those are mostly men who have been to the war. They are shocked, sad and want to find a new occupation and forget the horrors of the war. Bertians say that being a militarized town has affected urban life.
չեմ թակցնի, ծարայության մտել եմ առաջիներթին բարցր աշխատավարձի համար, ուտև գիտեի, որ ես իմ երեխային պտի ուղարկեմ սովորելու։ I won't deny it. I made a contract with the army because of my high salary, because I knew I had to earn money to provide for the education of my daughter. However, I took the service very seriously. I'm sure my commandership was satisfied with me. Otherwise, I would receive at least one notice. Now I work in the kitchen of the army, but I'm going to look for another job, because my current job is very hard. Just like many people in our region, I have bank loans. I have to have a job which will allow me to pay the loan and cover my life expenses. When we were fired, I got a strange feeling of relief too. I was not anymore on needles. When you are a contractor, they might call you and need you to appear when there is an emergency. You can't leave the region when you are a contractor. You need to ask for permission anytime you want to go out of town. In 2011, a women resource center was founded in Bert to help women raise their skills and find jobs. Recently, the center has been renamed Bears and Berries and focuses on gem and mountain honey production and knitting of teddy bears for sale in an attempt to create sustainable jobs for women. Founder of the center, Anahid Badalian, thinks that the other problems, such as gender-based violence, are linked to women being economically dependent on their men. In the Soviet times, having female headmasters was something encouraged by the state. Everything became more dire and gloomy after the collapse of the Soviet Union and the post-war period. The women lost their role outside of the home. They had to take care of the household only. The violence has happened because of this unequal division of roles. The research has shown that 7 out of 10 women have functional disruption of thyroid gland. This is explained by the quantity of lime in the water in this region, as well as with high stress. Too much continuous stress. Being a border community, we were always on the border of war. The wives of contractors are the most stressed group. They very seldom even look for a job in a new community. Because their husbands are sent to new locations, they always have to change their homes. It's usual for residents of Perth to see both men and women in military uniform walking in town. It's normal. People know even if nothing is available, you can always get a contract with the army and the post will be secured and the person will have a stable income and provide for the family. The presence of the military affects life. There is money circulating, people earn and they buy stuff from the stores. So it affects businesses too. There are also positive sides like that. The presence of the military gives us a feeling of security. At the same time, when military personnel go around, there is a certain panic too, so it's contradictory. Bertian women are very strong and courageous and they don't shy away from any type of work. They even reap the harvest. Anahid thinks that the gender roles have changed. Now women feel more responsible to take care of the family 
when men feel entitled to rely on their young offsprings to worry about the money. Men are often lazy and they find an excuse for this idleness. There is some nostalgia for the Soviet past in Baird. Back then, everybody had a job in relay factory and went to the market in Tovus in Azerbaijan to shop. With the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict, the travel to Azerbaijan now is impossible and the relay factory building is occupied by a private glove-making factory called Davush Textile. It's a long, rectangular building with a glass facade. This is the only building that shines 24-7 with a white light. The factory workers work overnight, with two shifts a day. About 300 people are employed here, mostly women. The thing is, the investors are exempt from taxes if they operate in the village bordering Azerbaijan. The working day in Davush Textile lasts 12 hours with 20-minute breaks. Two days a week, one has to work an overnight shift. The pay is about 80,000 drums, which is about $160. Even the fact that the company is exempt from income tax doesn't get the employees a better working condition or pay. After we saw everything in Baird, we decided to travel to Chinari, a border village one hour drive from Baird. This village has the longest border with Azerbaijan. This community is in effect a peninsula in Azerbaijan. The mayor Sanvel Saroyan has preserved a poster of the last five-year plan of Kolkhoz and the statue of a Bolshevik leader, Stepan Shalmian. He thinks that Shahumyan was a great Armenian, never mind his communist views. Saroyan is not particularly happy that the textile industries want to move to his rural community. He says that the villagers have to tend their garden and sewing machines belong to cities. If the women work on a sewing machine, what do I do with the soil? The soil becomes desert. <laughs> Saroyan had an idea to create a woman-run cooperative instead. Gertik and Olya are co-founders of the Greenhouse for Tomato Stamps. We met them in the yard and they saved us the figs from the garden. The cooperative takes a lot of labor, but it is not overwhelming. You can always manage to find time to tender your own trees and run household errands, while the sewing machines had to run 12 hours non-stop. On the ride back to Baird, our driver Rob told us about the community problems. He said that the villages here grow old, meaning the youth leaves for cities in search of more active life. He has children himself and doesn't see a promising future for them here. Leaving behind the Shahumian statue and the five-year plan, we drive through forests and gorges 
along a shallow river. The road makes zigzags, and at one corner, Robert points to a U-turn and says, This is the Stalin turn. This is where the villagers disposed of the Stalin statue in 1990s, when Armenia became an independent state. Oh, Paris, oh, Paris, oh, Paris.